Welcome to NFT Tales, our podcast to talk about our story in NFT land. My name is Jonathan Smith. And I'm Jeremy Craig. And today uh, is the 13th episode of the podcast titled Number Special. And this is a special episode, everyone, because 13 is Jeremy's favorite number of all time, always has been. Like, that's his, that's his jam man, his 13th floor, 13th guy. And in this episode, we got something special for y'all, our first interview ever with an up-and-coming developer. But for the time being, let's go ahead and get into some current events around NFTs. All right, Jeremy. So let's get into some headlines of what's going on this week. Well, what, what did you? What do you want to talk about? Where do you want to go? Um, you know, I had some luck in an NBA Top Shot uh, with the Rising Stars pack, but I, I'm kind of interested in, in the looks. Obviously, the halvening happened, um, and there's a little bit of fud going around. I've seen quite a few tweets going out on that looks rare. Um, I mean, how do we not talk about the Super Bowl? I guess that should be number one. Um, how many commercials? Yeah, let's start the with Bowl? the Super Bowl. So, yeah, okay. Well, the Super Bowl was kind of, I, I kind of get why you skipped it. It was almost kind of a non-story with NFTs. I mean, I did appreciate the Budweiser commercial with the Nandog glasses. If anyone knows me on social media, you know I have a Cryptoids. I'm a big Gremlin fan. Like, I really like that art. I dig it. But at the same time, there was just this going to be this hype around how much, you know, there were going to be NFTs or Bayer Yacht Clubs popping up or something like that. And other than Coinbase's weird QR code bouncy around thing, crypto wasn't really a, even a talked about thing for the night. Most people I talked to uh, really want to just talk about that great halftime show. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I got up today and I turned my music on, I went to 90s hip hop. So I, I was still bumping stuff. The wife was recording me singing some Coolio this morning. I didn't realize it. And she put it on her feed. So I'm sure a lot of people got laughs. But yeah, it was... You know, great halftime show, especially for boomers like us that grew up listening to. to I know, like our. But my wife was like, "This is the music I used to get drunk to." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this was long time ago. Back in the day, yes. Back in the day, I think OpenSea will define what happens to looks rare. I could see there being a crackdown around copyright in the space like Coinbase. You don't think Coinbase is going to have a curated collection where like it's the opposite of OpenSea, like only the check marks roll in, like then you're crazy. We've already seen just since Looks Rare came out, OpenSea get better in a lot of ways, and we all appreciate that. So whether it goes up, down, or whatever, thanks you Looks Rare for making the primary experience better, which is OpenSea, and everyone has to admit that at this point. I mean, that's business 101, right? It's that, you know, accountability factor. When you're the only player in the market, you don't have to be accountable. You and know, I think, think OpenSea is better now than they were. They're doing a lot. Oh, better. I think so too. And I think that looks still giving anyone a piece when OpenSea gave everyone zero piece definitely mm-hmm. does. There's a reason all these L1s get off on the ground being more centralized than say ETH or something like that or trying to be because there is a place early in the life of a market, a project, whatever, to not have that competition because we all know that the OpenSea floor is the floor. That's the floor or whatever, right? And like there isn't some, whenever the liquidity isn't so direct like it is trading coins on a market or whatever, then there is that benefit of having like the standard be the standard. But even with all that said, as soon as Coinbase rolls out, that's dead. So it's nice that looks where it's already kind of there to be maybe like the, I don't know, the, the third place type. That player in the in the in the generation that in a market of billions could still be a lot of money, especially oh, yeah. if you have as much stake as they do. 
Um, you know what I want to talk about this week? MFers mm-hmm. project has been exploding. Yeah. And it's just a lot of fun seeing people like kind of throw out ideas around. I have nothing to do with it. I, I will say I've I've no bags on that one. I, I, I but I, I've seen people get upset about the art. I've I saw one guy on Twitter said, I'm gonna stop making NFTs until y'all grow up, basically. Um, which of course it helped for me or whatever. Like <laughs> it's just a very interesting project. I think it shows more depth to the market and just kind of seeing how it's come up on this like meme ability just shows how much power there is in that 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 sex that mimic section. I don't know. Did did you see anything about this? Is this something you're interested in or Oh I mean, I watched it a lot. I even considered getting one early on. I know quite a few people that got in early on. And so it's nice to see that, you know, their um, positivity and, and uh, you know, stick to itiveness for a project paid off. But I don't have any bags in that. And I, I honestly, did, you know, I'm not artistic at all. Like I collect basketball moments because it makes sense. I know the basketball player and I know if it's a good player or not. So it that's not accessible for people. If that's what the market turns into, where all these blue chips are nothing but something that Mint Day, even dump Mint Day post-reveal is above an ETH, and there's almost no way for people to keep up, right? I think that, you know, that's another story kind of going around is the mint that was charging crazy amounts, right? The mm-hmm. almost just to do it, just for the novelty of it. 11.11 you know, ETH starting Dutch auction. I mean, that's just nuts. And we, like, I remember that Wave Fusion had kind of the same thing, and it started around like 0.7 or something like that was the constant burn one, you know, when I first got mm-hmm, into that. Mm-hmm. And so that would seem really high now, right? Um, but at the same time, I don't know, in the current market where ETH is today, whenever there's so many good projects that you can get in, like MFers at an earlier point, I don't think there's any way to justify these like higher mint prices out the gate. Oh, wow. no, I think that's a pretty common theme. I know in a lot of my alpha groups, that's what they're saying. I mean, they're all, you know, pushing for whitelists because they're getting a little deterred by um, the mint price. I mean, but it, it's all about perceived value. Like you said, you know, 11 ETH for something where the value wasn't perceived to be there. And then Invisible Friends came out and announced a 0.25 ETH, um, which is relatively high in the grand scheme of things. And people didn't bat an eye and said, yeah, that's probably undervalued for that project. The undervalued for that project. Yeah. They've done so much up until this point and proven that, you know, they weren't just a rush project that came out. They didn't try to capitalize on any hype. They literally have taken their time and said, this is what we're going to do. And I mean, they built it organically from what I've been able to see. So I was a little I mean, bummed. If you but, provide a, v- a value in your chain, that's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. Jeremy. And you know Should. that. I mean, that's just kind of the way it comes around. I mean, it starts off where, yeah, the people that are making out good are the ones that mint at nothing and then goes to boom. And how long was it before? Soon it became then whoever got on the white list of those, right? Mm-hmm. So how long was it before just the people of the projects putting more in their pocket rather than to make those white list craziness go down a little bit or whatever? Like there's value there. And we're just seeing value capture in the NFT market, I think, as these blue chip out the gate is, or, you know, type projects keep popping up over and over. Um, but that's enough about that. Let's go ahead and take a break and then let's try out something new. All right, Jeremy? Sounds good. All right, Jeremy. So for the next segment, we got something really exciting coming up. It's an interview with a project that is about to mint, about to come out. You know, here on NFT Tales, from the start of time we did this podcast, it was about, you know, telling the stories that we would create around NFTs. 
But now it's time for someone to tell their story of how they're getting into this market and being a part of the greater, you know, NFT community. So thank you all very much. And let's get into it. All righty. Welcome back to this week's interview with Mr. Numbers and the Project OX Numbers. All uh, right. First things first. So thank you very much for coming on, Mr. Numbers. We really appreciate this. Um, it's a, it's quite an honor to get to talk to you about, you know, uh, your project and what you're doing in the NFT space. If you wouldn't mind, let's start with you introducing yourself. How did you get into NFTs and the cryptocurrency? Yep. Thank you. And I'm... I must say huge GM because in Italy, I'm from Italy, so let's, ask, let's start from that. And in Italy, it's 6 a.m. right now, which is um, the time when a lot of people wake up. I usually don't wake up like this, actually. I can go to sleep like that. So it's cool to be with you talking today. And my name is Jonathan. Um, why this name? Uh, who cares? <laughs> But actually, my parents gave, gave gave this to me, even if we are Italian, because it means um, gift of God. So this is part of my story. I won't go any deeper, let's say. Um, I learned about the NFT ecosystem one year ago now. Because one year ago, I, I'm living on a, um, close to a volcano in Sicily. And one year ago, it erupted quite strongly. Mm-hmm. And what happened was that a lot of, um, I wouldn't say big rocks, but actually um, small-sized, but still small-sized rocks falling a couple of kilometers from the top of the volcano is still an experience. So um, those kind of rocks are called lapilli. They were falling from the sky. Um, making this, this story short, what I, what I did is I decided to... Um, um, give them some kind of digital presence. So a friend of mine, uh, while I was working on this project, said, said why, why don't you look at NFTs? It was February, which for, for a lot of people, they, they will say it was early. Mm-hmm. So he said, okay, you're, you're, you want to create a bridge between something that's real and physical and make it some, somehow make it in, immortal, no? So bridge those realities. And right. I said, okay, let's look at NFTs. And I did my, my first. It actually, it took me, um, I will say eight months, but actually it was half of that time because I was doing also something else. I was not a full web thread agent. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right, was, uh, yeah. <laughs> less than, a, than a part-time one. If you want to see that, it's on my, uh, no, it's not more on my Beyond Twitter. It's called Lapillus Genesis on OpenSea. I, I will provide links. Perfect. And it's um, an inter- uh, interactive NFT, actually uh, one of the first. We did a custom, um, how do you say, custom, custom smart contract, which, um, I mean, in that way, we managed to bring an entire website on uh, on OpenSea to be viewed. So it's um, it's unique. It will require another podcast to... <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no, I was looking at it earlier. That's really cool. So... So yes. that was your that was your leap in. So what so what made you decide uh, as far as doing exo numbers? What made you what inspired you to get into this new project? Um, maybe two things. First one was that I had some kind of problem dealing the uh, dealing with the the other co-founders of the first project. So if there's something I learned, 
is to make everything clear before anybody starts working. Uh, because when, I mean, it took us four months to develop. And then two days after we minted at the end of August. So the, the, the timeline was developing a lot, really working a lot on a product, building zero community. <laughs> so Ooh, that was a, a yeah. huge error. Zero community and zero, zero marketing, zero social media. I mean, nothing. Silence, but just building a lot. I mean, uh, this was a mistake. You need to be, uh, I mean, now I'm aware. Right. Then uh, we opened the uh, Twitter page. And after two days of stalking Agatao, which, you know, is, a, is an OG. I mean, it's an Italian duo, but still a very renowned artist, um, let's say, everywhere. Mm-hmm. I sold the first piece to them. So in two days, I managed to actually do something that was unexpected at the beginning. After that, things um, were becoming more interesting on one side, which is the, you know, the selling the product side. But on the co-founders side, we started to add a lot of arguing. And as long as I feel like I am the father of this, because I would say you know, I, uh, that I asked other people to help me rather than making them bring it alive. Right. We, uh, we were no more agreeing on what to do. So after a couple of weeks, we, we stopped with the, with the marketing and with the, uh, with everything. Um, so this is the reason why I moved to something else. I, um, I had the chance to be seen by some people in Italy that wanted to move into the NFT world. Mm -hmm. So, um, they gave me a little budget to, to work on, uh, on the marketing, on the marketing side. And also, this happened actually at the end of December. Um, and they also, I mean, as long as I'm 26 years old, other, these other people are around their middle 30s, okay. they say. And, oh, youngsters, yeah. You're youngsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of we are, even if I'm so kind of tired that uh, I'm getting very... I'm getting Aging quickly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so nothing. I, I got a budget. And the, uh, how do you say? Uh, I, now I am both a project manager, mm-hmm. community manager, founder. <laughs> this idea comes from, we are mainly two people, me and uh, Ture Jesus. I will share the link of his profile. Okay. Um. So I, I found it interesting to jump on something else because I was losing my, um, I mean, I needed to, to stop at first. At December, I said, okay, it's not time to build something else from scratch and, and get no result. <laughs> I needed to, I'm a, I am a designer, so I need to, bring, to, to get back, to go back to something which is uh, mathematical. I don't know if this word exists in English. Made yeah. of real matter. <laughs> right. Okay. Concrete. Yeah, we get that. Even even if the first NFT is actually kind of real matter, so um, no, I mean I, one thing that I've always I'm big into science fiction. Okay, that's like my one of my favorite things. And one thing that's kind of a common theme in science fiction is how numbers are the universal language of the universe, right? I mean, yes. And so I think at some level you you might be hitting at something kind of you know almost beyond our consciousness here, subliminal <laughs> about going, going for the numbers angle. But hold on, I need to ask you something. I'm curious about something. So you're so, talking about getting into this new project and, you know, you have this different angle, you, you have the lessons learned and you're trying to roll that forward. But 
you know, as you're moving into this, you talk about the community. What do you envision the community that you want to be built up around this project? Um, because that often is what defines, I think, you know, what the project is in the long run. So what, what's your vision for that? Yeah, actually, um, I didn't answer properly, maybe because I'm waking up. Because <laughs> the idea is why numbers and why another project is because we wanted to, at first, just the, the real first um, sparkle, let's say, is, okay, let's make something that it's simple and intuitive. And there's nothing simpler than numbers. So we were like imagining to go through Rarity Sniper on Rarity or Rarity Tools and rather than, go, than, than searching between 180 or more um, traits or attributes, I mean, the difference is subtle. Rather than that, we were imagining to have something simpler in order to uh, n- nurture the um, uh, speculative part that there's in any NFT flipper. Okay, let's say it like that. So this was the first idea, um, making something that it's uh, intuitive. And then we started adding dynamics. And in the dynamics starts the relationship with with our community. How do I envision my community to be? Um, Puzzle game masters and nerds (laughs) on one side. Because it's it's a nerdy puzzle game. It's, It's really like that. Now I will, I will tell you something about the dynamics. And uh, okay, you... hold on, hold on. Let's take yes, a break yes, real yes. quick. Let's take a break real quick and we get back. Okay, okay I just okay. want to say that Jeremy has been geeking out on this entire concept all day. He is like a numbers guy. So we'll get into your game. And then he has some very particular questions because he actually is like um, a math, like that's like his thing. That's what he gets off on. So y'all going to have a lot of fun. So we're going to take a real quick, real quick. We'll be back in just a moment. Okay, Jeremy, take us off. All right. So I definitely have questions. I don't know if you want to explain kind of the number premise behind it. We, we do know that the numbers are the universal language um, and that, you know, they make sense. It's the matrix. Um, you're minting, you know, sequential numbers from one to, is it 222? Yes, it is. And so each number is minted the number of times that that number is. So one is minted once, two is minted twice, et cetera, all the way out to... 222 so basically factorial of the number for a total of like 24,753 pieces right right okay so i absolutely <laughs> love this um i'm a triskaidekaphiliac and that word doesn't even exist it means a lover of the number 13 there's a okay. word triskaidekaphobia which means the fear of the number 13 so i just made the philiac number up but you know my my first couple of questions are um obviously there's some game you know, gamification to it and some some uh, strategy. So if the, let's say the top seven people all burn numbers and all have a number one, but I burned from a 15 to a 13, um, is my 13 ever capable of being uh, more valuable in the, the burn economics, the boosting economics of it, if there's um, an abundance of number ones or another number, if any number for that matter? Okay, so thank you for the questions. And we don't have a white paper, means that everything is clear and we are working on improving the website, which is now a landing page. And we are adding a proper rules section. Okay. It's not going to be um, a real white paper to, to make things really clear and simple. So what happens is that 
um, you can boost your number. So mm-hmm. any number of the supply is kind of like, it's something like a golden ticket. Golden ticket means that from that you can run uh, to the top. Okay. To go to the top, you need to do something that makes the supply dynamic. It means that you have to do something that we call the boosting mecha- mechanism. Yes, sir. It means that you um, hold, let's say, one number. You're holding number 15. And you have to, I mean, you will have, you could, you will have to put it in our, through our website, you will put it. Um, I mean, actually, there's. It is just one smart contract. We managed to do just one smart smart contract for the boosting. So there's no need to other interaction with other smart contracts. Just with our website. Nice. The boosting mechanisms works, works that you hold one number that you want to boost, and you burn another number that you want to get rid of, mm-hmm. and you will get. So two for for inputs, and one is the output is um, the number you were holding, but it's boosted. Okay. So it's one um, place closer to number one. So it Correct. goes from 15 to 14. And it is the same NFT. So it means it is it has the same same ID at minting. That ID um, at the beginning is connected with number, I don't know, you minted number 15 or you bought it on secondary and it's a Genesis one. Mm-hmm. So it will keep that information and there will be an historical boosting. So you were asking, are, are they all the same? Yes, because the metadata represented, if you don't do any change, and now we will talk about this, the metadata represented is the same. So the, the 14 will be the same as 14. But this doesn't mean that you're going to take the place of another 14. Right. What does so it mean? I mean, you got it. But you, if anybody did, didn't get it, I um, like you go from three to two. Okay, you go. From three to two, barring number number two hundred, two hundred. Okay, and imagine that nobody else is doing any boosting in the ecosystem. Now you will have, you will have just two number threes and three number twos. Exactly. This is what happened. We are making a, a gif, an animation of that this morning. So <laughs> it's work in progress. Oh, okay, that's awesome. So, uh, uh, so uh, you're talking about the website, just real quick, so everyone can know real quick. That is. Uh, zero x numbers.io that's the website just just so and so you're gonna have on there right now it talks about the design talks about the project how many are being minted so you're gonna have the white paper on there you said soon yes perfect no I, awesome. i'm interested in reading that because that's you know I, I don't think many people are going to boost their number to the number 13 and so i anticipated <laughs> a lot of the lower numbers to to try to boost all the way to the top three or top five and I was curious if, you know, a, a number 13, if maybe boosted to a 12 and there was only one 13 left, if that 13 would ever have uh, more of the boosting share than, than the other numbers. But I'll wait for the white paper. I just, like John said, I'm a numbers dude. I've been geeking out on this since he sent it to me. So I, I'm definitely no, no, interested. To, yeah, but that's it. I want to tell you just that um, we have envisioned many things to happen in the um, supply. It is dynamic and, you know, uh, you can be holding your number 13 for life because you loved it. But many other 13 might come for from the 14 or, f- or 15 part of the game. So um, I don't want to spoil much. means that when people will be playing, we will see things happening. Some of that we, we already had a, had a chance to imagine and adjust part of the rules. But we won't we won't tell our visions about that because people will be able to discover. About the boosting fee, you, 
can I talk about this? Is, is yes, it time? Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. please, please. No, no, let's do it. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we're, 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 uh, let, let us have it. Uh, so the, what about the boosting? Okay. The boosting fee, I mean, for the boosting mechanism, we decided that you, you have to be a, I mean, you have to um, feel like you want to bo- um, burn another number, so get rid of that. And it is a sacrifice you have to uh, commit to. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you have to um, pay this, uh, this boosting fee which is very low. The main thing I didn't tell you will be around um, one cent of Ethereum, so super cheap. But because right. we want people to play, we would have made it free, but we cannot make it free because we have no other budget to develop all the things that we are imagining. Even if they are like 80% ready, uh, but for the next steps, no, we need the budget to do that. Even if, uh, I mean, this, this is true, this is honest. Yeah, that's a so, story of life. Yep. Um, even if, if you make things super simple still you can do as much as possible and this is what we are kind of doing with our small team and small budget um so the boosting fee is uh, proportional to how close to number one you are you are so if you burn from three to two it's like a couple of times a basic boosting fee basic boosting fee consider around ten dollars um but so you, you need to multiply that in an exponential way uh I mean, you can say, so it's a pay to win. No, that's a way of keeping the um, the things real, let's say. And so if you are, if you minted the number eight and you cannot afford to go on, you can sell it. So mm-hmm. anybody has a chance to, to deal with the game. So the boosting fee grows in that direction, but decreases when you are um, burning a number close to the number you are boosting. So if to go from number three to number two, you burn another number three, you pay nothing. Nice. Okay. That's a whole nother wrinkle and layer to the gamification I love. Okay. Okay. That's it basically about the boosting fee. Because then oh. that, that's how you can, oh yeah. I mean, you could systematically just pare down by using numbers closer to each other and, and get all the way down much cheaper than you could trying to buy some of the lower numbers from the get-go, even with a, a marginal fee. So I, I love that layer. I mean, that that just made me have to chew on it a little bit more. <laughs> I, can, I can see the gears turning. We can all see the gears turning. I'll tell you what, I, we got some more questions for Mr. Numbers. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to we're gonna uh, finish out this interview. We've got a bunch more questions about the project and, and kind of where it's going from here. So let's go. Okay, right. so I kind of want to ask some questions, if you don't mind, I, I, you know, I, I do, do, doing the research and, and looking at the project. Uh, first thing I want to ask you about. So this is you. You say uh, play to earn, play to win. Like that, that, that. Those are the kind of mechanics that are circling around here. The, in the current NFT industry, there's a lot of focus on play to earn metrics. One thing I really like about your project, very unique, is that you're going directly at the mechanics. You're not trying to build like some sort of flash game or a mobile game where like my avatar shakes or something like that and hit points come out or something. Like not to make fun of someone else's effort, because honestly, even that's even better than what we've seen, which is people just promising that kind of junk and then not even delivering and the prices get pumped to the moon and all that. So what so what made you decide to to go for something that that was in this space that, that instead of going, you know, highly graphical, go for something that just had high number of gameplay elements to it, basically? I don't know, maybe because we are from Sicily. <laughs> no, really, I, I don't know the answer. It is just, 
that we um, we learned about the NFT ecosystem. So and we um, started to uh, dig deep. I don't know how to say. And we are annoyed from things. I mean, this is our character. Mm-hmm. We are annoyed by things which are not um, real, consistent, and accessible. Also. So we decided to do that. This is not a profile picture. Those are numbers. And uh, the dynamics are intrinsic. So um, this is why we went directly to the, to the game. And I didn't, I didn't say something. The boosting fee will be redistributed, but this is clear. I mean, the boosting fee will not go uh, to the team. I mean, maybe 5%. I don't know. Something like that will be, will be hold. But everything else will be redistributed depending on your the rarity of, of of the number. I wouldn't call it ranking, but it's the rarity itself because, yes, it's the rarity itself and the, the rarest number will get the higher share of that passive income. Um, is that going to be worked to the contract? So that way, like, um, is that just going to be part of the, con- the contract initially? Is that the plan? Um, not this part. The part okay. of the... the no, we, we have another smart contract for the redistribution. But in the first smart contract, the one of the minting, there is the... Yes, there's the boosting fee uh, metrics. Okay, okay. Well, cool. That Well, okay. Can I... Uh, the, something else I think is really interesting is... So all of this is happening on polygon and i don't know if you ever listened to our podcast before but one thing that i always geek out about with jeremy i make him listen to me i go on and on about is about eth versus other l1s versus l2 versus side chains so what made you decide to mint on to polygon i get compared to like l1 eth because it's expensive beyond l1 eth for like gamification all that but why that over say something like solana or some other l1 ecosystem what made you pick polygon in particular I mean, there could be um, more complex answers, and but mine is simple. It's because we can also, I mean, we can share the NFT and the metadata and whatever right now on OpenSea. So this could sound like a, too much simple of an answer, but we need it to be practical. I mean, if we want to do this and people uh, want to play and see what is happening, they need to have a, an interface. We won't, we won't build it from, from day zero. I mean, we are envisioning a marketplace. We actually wanted to do a lot of things we couldn't like doing our own, uh, using our own currency for the game, but we are actually using Matic. So um, at the beginning, we wanted to do that. Uh, we wanted to build into the smart contract some more rules for the, um, um, like a small marketplace as they did for Mibits um, and CryptoPunks. But it was, um, too expensive, so we had to compromise as anything to to go to life. To I mean, to to be brought to life. And actually, I um, I wanted to add something that maybe you didn't ask me about because I didn't make it explicit. Um, it is that you can customize your number. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe so, we were gonna get that. So no, well, no, no, no. Well, well, that's part of the reason I was coming back back around to the marketplace. Okay. So, so hold on. I'm following a thread here. So, you, I yeah, kind of figured that was the answer. No, 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 no. This is perfect. I'm they, excited. Yeah, we're excited too. And I, people always get on me that I get going fast in this podcast. So we'll just cool it down for a second. So part of the reason I thought you probably went with Polygon is because the ecosystem is there. That secondary ecosystem is there. It seems like having people have the ability to trade numbers on a secondary ecosystem is kind of an important metric of this. So, t- so talk a little bit about that. Talk about, you know, uh, what we, the, the market access and what it means for this project. And then, you know, uh, go ahead, Jer. 
I was going to say, I'll interject and add to that. I think what he's even saying and, and what I looked at is once you boost a number, you actually have the ability to edit the number. And so, you know, the little girl meme where she's standing outside the house on fire and she's got I that saw that. Piece. Yeah. So it, it's the ability to even customize. So I could have my number 13 with like flames in the background or I could have my 13 with the tropical sunset in the background. And so I, I think, you know, you can answer this, Jonathan, because I may not be knowing, but I, I think that's all made possible by the low transaction costs of Poly or... Sure. Sure. Okay. It's because of that we we actually opted for um, Polygon because there's a there are close to zero gas fees, so people can play um, without losing money. You know, and this is the 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 let's say one value is uh, accessibility. So there's a huge supply, low minting price, and close to zero gas fees. It means that anybody can play, and my mother is really gonna buy one. It doesn't I mean love that, it. yeah. It doesn't mean that necessarily anybody will jump in. But if you want, you can. I mean, I I really cannot understand any more 10k profile pictures projects. It's because there are no more 10k people on, in the space. So what they do, they build um, fifty thousand people audience, and then they market. 5k nfts i mean let's do what mm, 100,000 profile picture project which is what i will do next <laughs> why not sell them for one dollar and anybody will have his um, his own kind of customized um, presence into the web3 no no no. but, but this is perfect because i was just talking to jeremy about this earlier today the problem with the whole profile pick thing is is that you get to the point where you really either have like too many like do i want to be represented by this animal or that animal or this frog or that cat or you have the problem where like jeremy he has too few because anytime one of them becomes worth a darn he's flipping that thing out man he's on to the next thing or whatever and so they don't actually use the utility of being like your representation online because we're collecting dozens of them i mean what's the point of that right like you know it's supposed to so i love seeing something that has utility that has it's, it's fun and you know what i'm saying that's outside of just like ooh, how many pictures of animals can i stack look i'm the worst yeah. about that go look at my wallet i got plenty but you know what i'm saying right so yeah but you know what it's happening he is reincarnating <laughs> when he moves from frog to, to goat to whatever he's reincarnating we are we are rather being i mean we're rather remaining um uh in love with our first uh yep our first crush you know, you always go back to the first. That's how I knew you were a man of taste. As I look on your thing and I go, oh, a moon cat. There we go. I'm going to like this guy. This is going to work out just great. Like, so you always, you know, I, I call it the base project theory where there's always something that you kind of go back to, like your home, away from home. But yeah, I, I think that there needs to be more innovation in this space. I love the fact that you're using the transaction fees and the the, the, lo, the, low, uh, the the ecosystem around Polygon to try to do something innovative, you know. I feel like, especially this year, after the, all the hype cycles that we had last year in the NFT space, that the originality will be the thing that'll kind of stand out. And so, you know, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us and, and talking about that. We're going to go to open up the floor a little bit. So what else do you want? Just to, we'll give you the mic. What else do you want people to know about numbers and, and where can they find you in the project again? So that way they, they can get a piece of this. Okay. Um, let's say that we are, we will also... I mean, there there will be a bridge to Ethereum. the The idea is that is that once you have you are done playing, you can wrap it and move to Ethereum if you wanna use that as a how to say stronger reserve or reserve of value. It depends on the perception of people. I am 
I'm not saying I like Ethereum or I don't, but this is what it's happening. So this is what the market is asking us. So there will be a bridge. Um, but one thing I really, 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 really uh, care about is the cus- customization of the background. Uh, it's something that we will happen and we um, designed it to be happening on the go. It means that you can really live uh, customize your background while you boost it. So I'm, I'm saying while you boost it, mean, wh- I mean, while you boost your number, because if you minted or if you both a number 13, you cannot directly edit your, um, your background. You need to boost it. So either you start from 14 or um, there's no way to do that. Okay. But so, what happens? It's, no, so it, that's what I happens. Just, so, okay. So yeah. you can, is the background going to be a predefined set or is it like I can go pick any of my 20 PFPs that I'm not using or whatever? Whatever. And we're also working to do it in order that if you want to put another NFT you own, you will have a special badge. Boom. Uh, yeah. This <laughs> wow. is possible, <laughs> but takes a little bit more. So this will not be available since day one. But we already uh, do the feasibility, how we say, research. So mm-hmm. it, it's possible. It would be like something like um, pixel map.io experience, but it's a dynamic one. Um, and what happens that if you add customize your background for number 14, if then you want to move to number 13, you're going to lose that. There will be track of that, but it would not appear on the, on the background. So you can put your, um, the NFTs you own, you can put the, the memes you like, and if you see our Twitter, we are doing a um, featured um, series, which is the series of number 111. We are doing that um, with artists. And this is something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that never happened, but it's something that took me uh, enough. I mean, took me took a lot, a lot of time um, and a lot of my attention because I had artists doing numbers <laughs> which is something they are not used to do no i mean i had to give them a template a rules mm-hmm. and so on art is doing numbers for a um, nerdy game which can be considered a collectible on polygon so this is something that artists usually um how do you say fly away no? yeah steer clear of for sure <laughs> steer clear of yeah that's it so um, i managed to, to do that and we are doing the series of um, number 111 and at the end, we will auction them. And you will see. You will see. This, this is for the future. Ooh, I might move some of those to ETH. He, he, you never, you're not going to offend me on that. I'm an ETH maxi. Everyone knows that. So that's like one of my <laughs> things. Um, but no, no, no. Uh, uh, so, so the project, again, can be found at 0xnumbers.io. Um, and so everyone go take a look and follow on Twitter. And um, uh, is there anything else that you want to let people know before we yes. get out? We started, uh, the first post on Twitter was done at, um, we say 22.22, so it's 10 p.m. Um, and 22 minutes mm-hmm. on the 2nd of February. We really wanted to start like that because it's a, it's a magic number, magic day. Um, and the main thing will be, I mean, it's 10 p.m., 22 uh, Central European time. Because we are yes from here, so it's it's on our time zone. It's twenty two twenty twenty two, and we will meet on twenty two twenty two um, same time mm-hmm. on the on the twenty on the twenty second of February. For whoever so, has a mint pass, right? Is that the mechanic? Um, we are doing. We are giving away part of the supply. Actually, we are not doing whitelist. We ate that. 
So we Ooh. are market. Yeah, really, really. You we just made getting... a fan. John hates those too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't make sense to uh, solve the riddles to go into uh, a whitelist or maybe to be considered for the whitelist, something that we we cannot do. But we had to market the, the product somehow. So we decided to give 10% for free. Um, we are doing that in many ways as possible on uh, on Twitter. We need help. Actually, we we are not using we are using no bots. So all the people um, we are really close to the one thousand threshold on both Discord and Twitter in ten days or maybe a little bit more of uh, of marketing, and it's a bit of a result because we are using no influencers, no I mean no bots for sure. Uh, it is slow, but it is interesting. Um, yes, we need a boost. Yes, we need a, a lot of support. So y'all come follow. Uh, that is at zero x numbers on Twitter. Y'all come follow and 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 come be part of this. So yeah, let's uh, support him. I mean, this has been an innovator since day one. His first project, you know, was one of the first <laughs> of its kinds to bring an entire website onto OpenSea. So think, you know, d- generative dungeons type NFT. So uh, you've got a Somebody that's definitely making waves in the market, and we need to help them out any way we can. I mean, I'm and I agree with you. Two twenty two twenty two. Come on, everybody, that's a great mint date. I mean, you'd love to have that mint date if it was your project, right? So that's a, especially yeah. for around numbers. I mean, you're just nailing it. the theme. There is perfect. So uh, I mean, they, my, my parents got married two two o two. It was the last time twos were sequential like that. So it's everybody loves to do it. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, right across the board. So thank you very much, Mr. Numbers, for coming on and being sure. part of NFT Tales. Uh, good luck with the mint out and, and getting this off the ground. We wish you the best success, and maybe we'll have you on again someday. Let us know how it goes, okay? Yep, thank you very much. The sun is rising here, so it's a good time to go back to sleep. No, Fantastic. You Get you some shut-eye. Thanks there so much for coming on. All right, bye, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, Jeremy, that was a great episode and a great interview. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much, Mr. Numbers, for coming on and talking with us about this project. Um, where can you find us? You can find me at Poofy Hair Guy. You can find me at Mr. Jerk Date. And I just want to tell everyone we got something, again, special coming up this week. This is like week of special. So on this Thursday, we're going to be doing a Twitter Spaces with Pondaware. If you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that Mooncats, it's like my like my favorite long-term all-time project and uh yeah we're gonna be on the twitter spaces with Pondaware talking about copyright and what that means in this current nft space so please if y'all are on jump on fans this podcast you hear it in time jump on it's gonna be thursday afternoon and be looking uh, follow the podcast on twitter to get exact times and details thank you all very much have a good one